Alright, welcome to episode 4 of the So Weird Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Kathy. And I'm Emily. And this week we are discussing episode 4, well, season 1, episode 4, Sacrifice, is the topic of today's episode. And both the episode uh, of this podcast and the episode we will be discussing. So, what's the uh, supernatural mystery for this week? Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty obvious from the the beginning with this episode. Unlike with memory, we didn't have any idea what the supernatural phenomenon would be in the monologue. But, I mean, that's exactly what she's talking about. Well, they sort of, if you actually look at the way the episode's laid out, they sort of look like they're going for a misdirect because the first act has them talking about the Civil War, history in the area, and the possibility of ghosts. But then it goes into this left turn with Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, in the beginning when I think it was the ranger who was talking about the history and then he brings up the song of Shiloh. And <laughs> I thought it was funny. Fee's face was just she was so fascinated with the possibility of hearing. Right. As soon as she hears, it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, as soon as she hears that there's some possible paranormal activity, her eyes get real big. She gets excited. Yeah. <laughs> I love that look. So if you just ignore that opening monologue, it does look like the episode's doing something of a misdirect. But yeah, the opening uh, two minutes spoil that this is the required Bigfoot episode. Every supernatural theme series has to get to Bigfoot eventually. Mm-hmm. Do you all like the Bigfoot myth oh, or legend? Yeah, <laughs> well, out of all the pseudosciences, cryptozoology has always been my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that you know, not just just Bigfoot. You know, the I'm from uh, West Virginia, so my state monster is the Mothman, and that's always been my favorite. But you know, the Bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster or the Chupacabra, all of these. Obviously, there's no actual hard scientific evidence that any of these creatures are real. But I like the idea. You know, in my heart, they're real. <laughs> this idea that there are monsters and mysteries out there, I do. So, so do yes. you watch those history channel shows? I usually do not. <laughs> okay, I know there's a lot about Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, a lot of those uh, cable channel paranormal shows are just so silly. I can't yeah. get them at all. Same. Well, I some mean, of them I do like, but um, a lot of them now they're too out there. Well, that Finding Bigfoot show should be renamed uh, "Drunk Rednecks Hanging Out in the Forest" because that's <laughs> what it actually is. <laughs> yeah, I like um, the Bigfoot phenomenon. But I think just, like, as a funny story, I guess, I, I don't know why. I bought a Bigfoot, um, what is it called, air freshener recently. <laughs> what does Bigfoot smell like, Kathy? Um, pine cones. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I went to this toy store in Austin, and um, they had a lot of funny things in there, and they had a... That typical Bigfoot um, pose that he does, and I'm like, yeah. I have to have that. I don't know why I'm <laughs> into that, but yeah. <laughs> I'm like, those beef jerky commercials are just so hilarious to me, and like anything Bigfoot related is just so funny. <laughs> well, Bigfoot is funny in the idea that you know you show something unusual doing something normal, and it becomes funny. So. Bigfoot walking around the forest, not funny. Bigfoot surfing the internet, funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not a huge Bigfoot fan, if I'm being honest. In fact, when I started rewatching this episode a few years ago for the first time, and I realized it was the Bigfoot episode, I was like, 
oh no, can I just skip this one? You know, he's going to be getting lost in the forest. It's going to be really boring. I don't want to watch it. So I was surprised by how much I like this episode, even though I'm not into Bigfoot. There's more going on than just a Bigfoot legend. Yeah, this one is a really well-written episode, I think. It has a couple of different themes, and they all convalesce very well. Mm -hmm. I guess we should give the plot synopsis for this one. This episode, the uh, Phillips tour bus comes to a Washington park. I believe the town's called Shiloh, yes? It's Shiloh National Park, and I think it's actually in Tennessee. Um, I looked it up. I think it's in western Tennessee. It's like an actual park. Well, there may be a real Shiloh Park in uh, Tennessee, but I'm pretty sure this episode is set in Washington State because that's that's Bigfoot country. Oh, I'm, I, you know what? I looked it up wrong. There's a Shiloh National Military Park, so it's not an actual national park. Yeah, Good I think call. they do go to Washington, and okay, then they start, ta- they start talking about the Battle of Shiloh. Okay, that makes a lot more sense because... Uh, yeah, just ignore me. But the like the trees are totally wrong. So when I was watching this and I thought it was in Tennessee, I was like, no, that's not right. The trees don't look like Tennessee trees. Well, it was shot in <laughs> Vancouver, back. so. I know. I was just being picky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the tree continuity is all wrong. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, the Phillips family tour bus comes to this park because um, Molly's got some time off. They're going on a little picnic vacation type thing. Yeah, Molly wants to go camping. Irene definitely does not want to. I feel kind of bad for her. <laughs> yeah, she has a pretty small role in this episode. Yeah, but it's funny because whenever they do outdoor type of things, she's always complaining. She wants to go to a hotel. She wants indoor AC. <laughs> And all though, that. Though I assume it's cold out because everybody's wearing jackets and hats in this episode. Yeah, it looks like it's freezing. It probably is freezing in Vancouver. So they go off into the forest just to hike, and Fiona gets distracted by this idea of possibly looking for ghost when she finds not a ghost, but Sasquatch. And that leads her on a little adventure where she gets separated from her family and uh, ends up trying to actually uh, lead the Sasquatch to an area a different area because the area they're in is going to be um, deforestated. Deforestated? Is that a, a past tense? Yeah, for a new, a new lobby that they want to make. They're knocking down the trees, so Fiona has to... The Bigfoot saves her early in the episode, and she has to return the favor at the end. So we talked about the whole connecting this to the Civil War, and what does she find in the Sasquatch cave? Um, I think Bigfoot presents her, actually, with a journal and a necklace. And inside the necklace is a picture of a couple. It's an old picture of a couple and a baby. And then she reads the journal and finds out that it was written by a Confederate or a captain in the Confederate Army. I believe that's right. Right, because apparently the Bigfoot can live, Bigfoots live hundreds of years. I guess is what we're supposed to take from this. Yeah, I've never heard of that. I, I'm not too familiar with the Bigfoot legend, so I don't know if that's a common idea or not. But not as far as I know, but you know, Bigfoot's magic anyway. So <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, and there's also actually the skeleton and the uniform of the uh, dead soldier, and that's we actually right. we get some extensive flashbacks to the soldier in the cave. Apparently, he was injured on the battlefield. And the Sasquatch rescued him, brought him to the cave, and there he died because he didn't want to risk having the creature be detected because he figured if these soldiers find Bigfoot, they would shoot at it. 
Yeah, I liked um, I liked uh, his the letter that he wrote, and some of my favorite lines were um, he didn't want to expose him because he didn't want soldiers to harm him out of fear or ignorance. And he says the value of Bigfoot's existence, he thinks, is greater than his own. So yeah. he sacrificed himself. Mm-hmm. Ooh, title drop. <laughs> <laughs> and I just feel like that's such a heavy line for a you know, a family show that was on Disney Channel. Well, I mean, can you imagine a Disney Channel show having a main character find the petrified ancient corpse of somebody? <laughs> it would not happen. Don't think Hannah Montana is going to stumble upon a, a skeleton in a Confederate uniform. <laughs> um, so, like we said before, uh, this the legend of Bigfoot is quite different than you know, other stories, uh, other show stories of these. Um, this one is sympathetic, and he seems kind of nice overall. Yeah, this is a uh, compassionate Sasquatch. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, the creature in Frankenstein, because uh, in that story, the creature just, you know, wants to be friends with the people around him, and he brings them... I don't remember if he brings him food, but he brings him things, so I I got a little um, similarity between them. Well, maybe. What do we think of the Bigfoot makeup in this? The show writers made a pretty smart decision by mostly keeping Bigfoot behind some bushes and trees, so you don't really get a good look at what was probably not that convincing of a costume. Probably mm-hmm. not. Even when they show his face, the quality is still pretty dim, like there's no lights on him or anything. Yeah, and if I didn't know that it was supposed to be Bigfoot and you just showed me a shot, I wouldn't have known that was Bigfoot. Yeah, it's just a hairy guy. There's. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But television budget, they gotta work with what they're given. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and something we should we mentioned earlier how the Sasquatch is a friendly, helpful because why walking through the woods, Fiona actually stumbles off a little cliff there, and the Bigfoot saves her by pulling down a branch and giving it to her. Now. That sequence is actually works pretty well, I think. It's well orchestrated. Mm-hmm. There's some yeah. decent suspense. Mm-hmm. It's really the only suspenseful moment in the whole episode. Yeah, it's so. a pretty laid-back episode otherwise. But just mm-hmm. when I was just re-watching it a few minutes ago, I noticed the uh, sound effect for the branch coming off doesn't sound like just a branch being torn down. It sounds like an entire tree being pushed over. Anybody else notice that? Yeah, no, I, I think <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I like yeah. it. The Foley, the Foley expert was asleep at the wheel on that one. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I think when I was thinking back, I always thought, like, why is you know, this creature helping Fee randomly? But um, Fee explains that she was singing the song, and I think the Bigfoot started whistling it. And so she's like, oh, he followed me because I was singing the song. Right, and he left, the, yeah, he left a little patch of this uh, uniform on the tree there. Yeah. And what do we think of the uh, Bigfoot whistling? Is that a little silly? It's pretty silly. (laughs) (laughs) But it works pretty good with the episode. Well, I'm um, a language pathologist, and so we're all about, like, communication and that kind of thing. And so imitation is, like, one of the beginning ways that people attempt to communicate. So his attempt of whistling is... You know, it's if he like kept up with it, I guess, and 
you know, kept learning from it, which he wouldn't, he hasn't because he hasn't been in contact with anyone for however many years now, you know, maybe eventually he would learn to communicate, you know. So I, it is silly, but I thought it was interesting too. What do we think of Fiona's monologues throughout this episode? She's mostly, because the Bigfoot doesn't talk back, she's talking at the Bigfoot, and that's where the bulk of our dialogue in those middle sections come from. I like it. Um, she throws in quite a few jokes in there. Yeah, what's um, the Bigfoot's middle name? Fuzzy. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And then she's like, it's going to be hairy for a while. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she's pretty adorable. It, yeah, it is. Some uh, cute, funny dialogue there. Now, as far as the Phillips family goes, this episode has a really good Jack moment. Yeah, there's good sibling moments in this episode. Mm -hmm. um, it starts off again with Jack teasing Fee because uh, she wants to whistle and try to hear whistles back, and then he's like, if they can whistle, why don't they just come out and talk to you? Oh, and then it leads to that really bizarre bit of dialogue from Clue about don't knock on an empty house. Oh, yeah! It's like, you're not supposed to ring a doorbell of an empty house, you know? What are you talking about? Something might answer. But you just said it was an empty house. It is. Except for the monster. What monster? The monster in the house. Clue, if there's a monster in the house... Could you that... please be quiet? It's so funny. It's such a Clue thing, I guess. Because the monster that lives there, man. Yeah, it's some, so hilarious. Some odd circular dialogue there. <laughs> but the good sibling moment is after they think that Fiona's been lost, the family goes out. Everybody goes out looking for her, of course. Of course. And uh, Jack uh, does a little... It's basically he's praying and hopes. He says... Something about how, you know, telekinesis is Fiona's thing, not his. But it just so happens that she's, like, right over the other tree and eavesdrops on this little private moment, which mm -hmm. is a very it's – a, it's a sweet moment for sure. Yeah, it's one of my favorites, actually. Yeah, you can see that, you know, he'll do anything, even try the CSP thing for Fee and her, for her safety. And I just think it's brilliant that she happens to overhear and is able to, like, play him up. <laughs> At the end? Yeah. 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 I the love that little, too. the conversation at the end of the episode circles back to that in a decent way. Do you think he caught on? Or do you... I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's such an unlikely circumstance that she would just happen to be there and overhear that. No, mm -hmm. I, I don't think he caught on. <laughs> we see his mouth open up and then yeah. it gets yeah. to another scene. It's very funny. So, what do you think? Because, okay, so Fee, he tells Fee to give. You know, Molly a sign. So we see Fee's sign in the next scene, and she uses her flashlight and the batteries to make a smiley face. Yeah. What do you think of this sign? Because to me, if I saw this and one of my family members was missing, I'd think, oh God, a killer has gotten them. This is really <laughs> creepy. I would not find it comforting at all. <laughs> maybe that's just me. <laughs> Well, you know, that is sort of a weird thing to do to leave uh, the little flashlight and the batteries. And I think she makes the, the mouth with a pair of, with some sticks she had found. It is kind of an odd symbol to leave there. Yeah, I don't know if that would be exactly comforting if I was looking for uh, somebody, a family member that had been lost in the woods. Yeah, but maybe they think it is Fee. She's weird. <laughs> She's... 
Should well, do something like this? I don't know. Fiona's lucky that the family would then find her like 15 minutes later because if it had gotten dark and she hadn't have had her flashlight, she would have felt pretty bad. <laughs> True. Yeah. I think maybe she just should have taken the stick and like written it in the dirt, I'm fine, Fee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been a little more convincing. <laughs> made a little more sense, perhaps. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so we didn't mention what the song actually is. Does anybody remember the name of the song that sang throughout this episode? Yeah, the song is called Lorena, and then uh, Molly sings a bit of the tune. Well, no, yeah, she sings the lyrics also, and uh, she says it's about it's a depressing love song. I think about a soldier. Yeah, it's about a soldier who's dying and is missing his uh, uh-huh. girlfriend or wife, lover, and um, which is foreshadowing for the actual events that happen later in the episode. We find out, but I was disappointed they didn't bring back that little bit of sing a little the little bit of the song that Molly had sang and played that over the end credits. I was really hoping they'd do that. Did they yes. not? No, they played the generic happy music that ends some of the episodes. Um. And I guess it wouldn't have mattered because the you know Disney announcer talking about stay tuned for the jersey or whatever would have played over it, yeah. but it would have been nice to hear that nevertheless. I think that song is pretty popular. If you go on YouTube, you can find uh, videos of people singing it at like Civil War reenactments. Yeah, it is a real song, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. I like it. Mm-hmm. That's a nice melody. Mm-hmm. So I guess is there... Anything else you want to say about this one? Other than that, we all seem to like Sacrifice. I, this is a what a favorite of yeah. mine. I think we all seem to enjoy it. I think uh, this episode is also pretty educational because um, in the beginning she talks about um, you know our ancestors from way back then. Uh, she says that's where the name of the Homo sapien, I guess, um, yeah. ast- Astro the Pepegus? Yes, Astro Never heard that, so I googled that, and then she talks about the Battle of Shiloh, and then I googled that. And, um, and then, you know, the f- song Lorena. Yeah, they actually do pack in a lot in this episode. It has the whole Bigfoot aspect, with, and they roll some anthropology into that, and it has the Civil War aspect, so they roll some history into that. And mm-hmm. then there's also this theme of forest conservation, in a, in a roundabout kind of way. Yeah, and I like also um, when they talk about the, you know, what they're going to do with the new lobby. Uh, Clue asks, like, you know, if it's going to, if some animals, they're going to take over their homes or something. But they said, no, they did research, I think, and they'll be fine. And it's also going to create a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. I well, think they, that was a good character moment for Clue, too. It, you know, it shows that, you know, he's obviously thought, like, he's not just the Joker. He's mm-hmm. got his own thoughts about what's going on. So it does raise an interesting point that a 13-year-old girl could find Bigfoot, but the park rangers couldn't when they surveyed the area. Yeah, I always thought that was weird that Bigfoot was living in some national park. Yeah, I guess they never found his cave. I mean, wouldn't they have done something, or, or at least noticed the, the drawings? and? Well, know. you would think. <laughs> The but. skeleton? <laughs> yeah, the skeleton. I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> well, it's just the idea, you know, if Bigfoot actually does exist in the real world, nobody's found him yet. And you know, that's the biggest hole in the cryptozoology thing, that nobody's ever found a body or any sort of actual concrete evidence. I mean, uh, I know Fiona says in the opening of this episode that they've found hair samples, but scientists refuse to believe, is the quote. <laughs> 
Um, not exactly. It's not that they refuse to believe. It's that none of the evidence has been compelling. Yeah. Nobody's found a Sasquatch body or droppings or anything. Yeah, and then Fee also talks about evidence. Cause, uh, in the beginning when Jack was joking about the ghosts and everything, and then she's like, wait till I find some hard evidence. And then at the end she brings up how you know, she doesn't have evidence yet. Yeah, but she could have, right? I mean, that's what I like the most about this episode is that it kind of Fee's story kind of parallels the soldiers. Right. So when they do the voiceover of his letter, we sh when he's talking about he could hear his sol you know, soldiers calling out for him, you also see a shot of like Irene and Ned searching for Fee. Yeah, and they're so, parallel. Yeah, Fee makes the same choice to not give up his location. And that's my favorite thing about this episode. I think it's just really well done. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier when I said that it's a well-written episode and like the, the construction and the different layers and how the different themes and ideas tie in together um, was what I was referring to there. So, mm -hmm. But I'm a screenwriting nerd, so anytime I pick up on like a script construction thing, it's like, ooh, I see what the writer did there. I caught that. Yeah. <laughs> who is this writer? We need to give them major kudos. <laughs> Yeah, we should actually look up who writes the individual episodes. You know, I've, I've never thought to do that. Um, yeah, I only know the ones that John Wiseman did. Let's see. Sacrifice, written by Bruce Zimmerman. He's written a few episodes for the show, hasn't he? Um, I don't know. The name sounds familiar for some reason. He did Blues, which is interesting. Okay. okay. I think, and... Uh, the, Season three episodes. Oh, okay. Oh, well, this is his best work then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. He did uh, the good episodes of season three. Oh, what are the good episodes? yeah. What that's, are the good? That's subjective. That's subjective. But um, but, well, the ones that I like, like um, Voodoo. Oh. And um, Still Life when they get into that painting. Still Life is good. That's a season three episode I like. Yeah, and Dead Ringer. Yeah, Dead Ringer isn't too bad either. Those, so those actually are some of the better season three episodes. Yeah. So, sorry to all you season three fans out there. We'll get to. Yeah, it, I'm sorry. I know. try. I try <laughs> not to say bad things about it because I do know there are fans that like season three. So I, I try my best not to write on it. Well, and don't I don't wanna... hate it. <laughs> uh... I don't hate it. It's just not. All right, well, you know, I don't hate anything, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I can watch it, and um, I can I can watch it. <laughs> yeah, so I think this is, you know, last time I was talking about how I said Escape was the first, or not Escape, uh, Memory was the first really good episode of the series, but I think this is, I take that statement back, Sacrifice is the first really good episode of the series. Uh, this is, I think, the series finally found its groove, and from now on I think season one runs pretty smoothly. I think, well, this is personally my favorite early season one episode. Um, I like the first three episodes. Not a huge fan of the ones coming up, uh, but I feel like this episode is, yeah, the best, um, and I think this is where the show got its footing, especially with the Phillips family. Like, I really feel like their dynamic works here, so... Well, that run from uh, Angel to Rebecca, that's some of the best season one episodes there, those three. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, what about you, Kathy? What do you, any final thoughts? 
Um, yeah, I really liked Memory. For some reason, it's not an episode that comes to my mind when I think of like really good episodes from season one and two. You mean Sacrifice? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sacrifice? Um, it's really Watch good. It. If I were to rate it, yeah. If I were to rate it, I would give it a 8 out of 10. Well, looking at my... Looking at my old review here, I gave it a 7 out of 10, but I don't know. I might bump it up to an 8 for uh, on this rewatch. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason why I wouldn't give it a another point is because I really enjoy um, the plot with Rick, and I know we don't get that much in Season 1, but whenever there gets mentioned, it's another point for me. <laughs> yeah, not too much uh, mythology. So weird mythology in this yeah, episode. Yeah, it, it, it's not really a an episode that... You, drives the story, but I guess again, wouldn't... season one, there's not that many episodes like that. Yeah, well, I think, I guess, um, Strangeling is the first one that would really start to lay the bricks for the ongoing mythology. Mm-hmm. And that'll be that'll be coming up in a few weeks, so... Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I mean, I'm, you know, with our recording schedule, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't really have a, a pre-designated time we do an episode whenever we can all get together seems for a while there we were going about once a week and then some people had some stuff so now it's whenever it happens whenever an episode gets out that's so yeah overall this is one I like oh did Emily did you give your uh, rating for sacrifice I'm not a big fan of ratings uh, I mean <laughs> every, like I am actually but I'd really have to sit down and kind of think about it I, you know I'm very particular about that kind of thing so but it is um one at one point I ranked like my top five episodes for season one, and it was number five. I don't know if that would still be the case or not, but there you go. Give me one second. I've got my uh, ranking over here. Oh, okay. Uh, I think this was in my top ten. Yeah, I have this at number um, eight in my top ten, so so ranks pretty high. It's a good one, though. I would, though, like to just point out, um, this is a little off-topic. Well... So at the end of the episode, um, when Fee, you know, distracts the others by falling into the water, <laughs> I could take a point off if I was giving a rating because it looks like Bigfoot is running the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> like she was like, "Here, go to Skull Peak," and then like the way it's shot, it looks like he's running in the complete opposite direction. So I worry for him. I really smart, do. Smart enough to whistle, not smart enough to follow basic directions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, when Fiona falls in the river there, it's like two inches of water she's struggling around in. Sort of a silly moment for sure. Yeah, it's another one of her silly moments in the show. But uh, she's upset. She got separated from her family. That That's her cover story, anyway. Yeah, it's a nice reunion moment. Um, and also, I just. To continue, there's one more thing I want to talk about. Uh, so we talked about how the Jack asks Fee if he got her sign, but right before that, he asks her what happened. And I like this moment, too. So she starts talking, and she's like, well, I thought I saw Bigfoot running by, so I went off the path, and then it, like, trails off because she sees the look on, on Jack's face. I really yeah. like that moment because he looks, like, he looks almost disappointed because he thought, like, she genuinely got lost. Like, you know, she wasn't trying to get off the path. It just kind of happened. And so when he finds out that she's still on this 
this weird stuff and that it's like putting her in harm's way. He looks a little like it's it's just a great moment, I think. Well, I think Jack is probably used to giving Fiona those looks. <laughs> yeah, but I think Fee finally recognizes it, you know, or at least gets a sense of how worried she makes them. Yeah, I think so also, because during the whole time, we we didn't really see uh, Fee thinking about what her, you know, what her family would probably be thinking if she was gone. You know, she was just worried about Bigfoot and his survival. So mm-hmm. I like how. They added that at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, pretty good one, I think. I think we all like this one. And uh, weird that the show would never revisit Bigfoot. This is one they wouldn't come back to. They'd come back to the alien thing, and they'd do a couple of different ghost episodes. But Bigfoot they never came back to, which is odd because he's in the opening credits. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's true. But I guess Bigfoot can't really do anything. I guess there's only – oh, unless it's an alien Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's crazy there. (laughs) Also ironic, Dave Squatch has a smaller role in this episode. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, so anything else we want to say? Um, I think uh, somebody mentioned there was some YouTube feedback we got. Yeah, we've gotten some feedback from our podcast episodes. Um, We got one comment on YouTube for our first episode from a user named Shelly Ray. She says, great start to a great new podcast. Excited to see where it's going to go. I have so many memories of staying up super late at sleepovers and getting totally spooked out. I haven't thought about the series in a really long time, but had a flashback of the werewolf episode recently and been trying to research what it was from. I've been watching little episodes here and there on YouTube. Freaky then, freaky now, in the best possible way. Wait, in the best way possible. So good luck with the podcast. Thanks for all the spooky memes. Memes? Oh, memories. Memories, Memories, yeah. I've never heard somebody abbreviate memories to memes before. (laughs) Yeah, so thanks for that, Shelly. That was a really great comment. I also find uh, Werewolf to be one of the more memorable episodes. Yeah, Werewolf's one I like a lot, too. That's probably the spookiest episode, I think. I would disagree, but... Well, we'll get to that in time. <laughs> it's spooky, but it's not the spookiest for me. So. All right, well, I got to go. What, what do you think is the scariest episode in there? Well, no, okay, now watching, none of them scare me. So oh, yeah. I'm just thinking about how I reacted when I was younger. And the scariest episode for me, believe it or not, was Angel. Okay, that, that one's kind of spooky. Yeah, and we'll get into it then uh, <laughs> when we get to it, so... It definitely freaked me out. <laughs> All right, so are we uh, have everything we need to say on this one? Any other comments or anything? Um, we've also gotten some feedback on our Tumblr pages and Facebooks. I don't have those pulled up, but thanks for giving us those. Um, we really like hearing what you guys say. And I think on Facebook, you guys asked for more episodes, so we'll be putting on more episodes. Do we uh, do we have the address for the Facebook page? Does Facebook have an address? Uh, let me look it up. It's just called So Weird. Okay, just www.facebook.com slash so weird. There are a few So Weird pages that aren't there. Um, yeah, mine, it's a page. Yeah, it's because there's one that has a lot of likes. That's not ours. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that one has like 17,000 likes or so. Ours has like 188. Oh, that's the Wikipedia page. So, oh, okay. Yeah. When Facebook sees that a lot of people are talking about something, they automatically create a page for it that people can like but not really discuss the show on or anything. So. Oh, I see. Yeah. But that's cool. 17,000. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, thanks to all the listeners and uh, everybody who gives feedback. And definitely, you know, if you like what you hear, send us more. More comments, more likes, what have you. That'd be great. Yeah, and if you have questions on where to find anything, I know we always say we have all these links to things, but maybe our forum is hard to navigate or something. Just uh, comment or tweet us or whatever, and I'll send you to link to whatever you guys want to find. Yeah, what's the uh, Twitter? Is it just uh, Twitter slash so weird or at so weird? Um, at so weird on Disney. Okay. So yeah. Great. I I know I got I think I mentioned a few weeks ago that I got one of the scripts on eBay for second generation. Oh, so you did? I, yeah. And awesome. um, I'm cool. planning to scan all that and just making a PDF because at my school we have this scanner that's super easy to use. You just put like it's usually for textbooks. You just put that under the scanner and then it scans and turns into PDFs like automatically. Oh, okay. Is there any? Yeah, oh, I have the script. Sorry, I have the script to um, Fountain. So uh, I, I haven't been able to scan it in though, because I'm not sure how to like scan it into one document, like one mm -hmm. PDF. So I have to figure that out. But are there any deleted scenes or anything in the scripts? Yeah, there's a few changes. Um, I read it when I got it, which was like last month, so I don't really remember. But there's not that many changes. But there's just a few different dialogue. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll have to uh, look up So Weird on eBay. I've never, I've never tried to find So Weird uh, memorabilia on the internet, so I'll have to look for that. Yeah, people will post on the forum uh, that there's something on eBay because I actually I don't keep up with eBay uh, So Weird stuff on eBay also. But someone posted that there's these scripts on sale for I think they were pretty cheap. Mm -hmm. I get stuff off of, eBay, off of eBay way more than I should, I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, and um, sometimes it's pretty rare finds. Like, there's a crew member jacket. Mm -hmm. Well, I yeah. would think that pretty much any so weird, like, merchandise or memorabilia would be fairly rare, fairly rare. Aside from the books, I don't remember seeing any merchandise for the show when it was on. No, they didn't make any, I don't think. They only made merch for, like, the cast and crew. Mm -hmm. And then they... Alright, well, I think we should wrap it up. Um, just so this has been episode four of the So Weird Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Kathy. And I'm Emily. And keep listening, keep watching, and stay weird. Bye. Bye. The frost is on the grass again. And what we might have been, Lorena, Thank you, thank you, everybody. I'll be back with more depressing love songs right after we get the tents up.